0: Hey, great to have you here this morning. Uh, we are in the series called Gospel Deep. Gospel Deep. His glory restored, right? And so the first three chapters of Romans was all about his glory trampled. And uh, as we walked through Romans 1, 2, and 3, just getting a, a better grasp of who we are and who we aren't in Christ. Romans 1, 2, and 3. Our going off on our own and making it all about ourselves. Uh, and then Romans 4 and 5. All about his plan for fixing the problem. His plan for restoring his glory. And uh, hear me on that. The problem uh, is not, well, we, we went the wrong way and we're headed for hell. And we're like, I've heard those statements. And, and I get that. And I understand it's not that it's untrue. But grasp this. The problem is God's glory being trampled. The problem is God being dissed on By you and by me. And so his solution is to restore his glory. That's where we're headed, all right? And so today, here's the beauty of it as we look at Romans 5. It's more than just him restoring his glory. There's benefits for us, okay? And we have much in him. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. What do we have in our Savior? What do we have in Christ? Turn with me, if you will, to Romans 5, uh, verse 1. We got the ushers coming forward. Romans 5, verse 1. And uh, just raise your hand if you need a Bible, and they'll get a Bible to you, all right? Just keep your hand raised, they'll get a Bible to you. Romans 5, verse 1. What do we have in Christ? There's four specific things in this passage that we're going to be looking at, all right? Point number one, uh, and how should we respond to it? Live in Him, we have peace with God. Live in Him, we have peace with God. He starts out in verse 1. Therefore... Since we have been justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ Pretty direct, right? We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so it starts out Therefore and when we see the therefore we say What's the therefore therefore if you're visiting with us you're like I don't say that and uh, Join us. All right. It's a connecting word. It has purpose It's saying what was just said has value and because of it now here's some more truth Therefore it was connecting to the prior verse there in chapter 4 It says who was delivered up he's talking about jesus christ who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification Delivered for our trespasses his death on the cross for my sin And was raised again from the dead alive for our justification Remember that key word justification, because now he steps into chapter five. Therefore, since we have been justified, are you seeing the connecting? And so he's connecting the chapter four to chapter five. And he's saying, hear this, you are justified. And what does that word mean? Well, we talked about it having at least two significances. One is your sin debt is covered. Sin debt is covered. And number two, he declares over you what he's going to now do in you. He says, this one is righteous. And not yet, not in perfection, but treated that way, legally. And then he's going to work through the course of your life to make that true. That's our God. And uh, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, uh, by what? By faith, right? Don't miss that. Uh, we're not justified by our own works. We're not justified by our own efforts. We're not justified by the number of devotional elements we do per week. We're not justified by the duration of hours we pray, right? Be careful. We start making the bullet list to be able to sell to other people how awesome we are. You know what I mean? And uh, man, my walk with Christ is going good this week. Want to see what I've done? You should check this out. I made a list. Right. And and then we're excited about showing people as if we're now justified by my devotional time. That's not what it says. Right. Therefore, being justified by faith, by your trusting in Jesus Christ, by your understanding that it's his work. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace. All right. So we have peace. Uh, This word peace, it's maybe not what you think it means. It's not a subjective statement. It's not a touchy-feely statement. It's not a warm and fuzzy, what's inside, I feel all calm in the midst of the storm, peace. It's not that kind of peace. Uh, What he's talking about here is an objective peace. He's talking about that you're standing before God Almighty and he has declared you free. That you're standing before God and he is not there to destroy you. He is not there to condemn you. It's an objective position. There is no war between you and God. You are at peace with him. Are you hearing it? He's working with you, not against you. He's seeking to restore you. We have peace with God. Um, That's what's being talked about. Not peace from God, like some touchy-feely subjective thing you could have, but peace with God. Big deal. Relationship where God's working alongside of us. Notice it says, we have. Really have to watch every little piece of the grammar. It is present tense, ongoing, guaranteed. Okay? We have this. Not we had, past tense. Maybe we lost it, right? Not we will have it. Like at some point, God's going to give this to us. Not that either. We have present tense, ongoing peace with God. To believe in Jesus Christ is to give you this hope in the present, right here and now. My God working with me. My God working through me and around me. My God not standing against me to condemn me. Remember we looked at uh, Romans 1.18. For the wrath of God is revealed against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Where's that now? That's on the cross with Christ. And because of that, we now have relationship. We have friendship. We have authoritative power from God Almighty. As he's now working with us, we have peace with God. Notice it says there, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Not through me and my hard effort. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, big deal. All right, that's a huge deal. And uh, you know, this past week we had an opportunity to uh, work over in uh, Washington. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Last week we said, "Hey, we need 30 people. We're going to be serving the people of Washington and the volunteers over there, and and uh, we're going to be serving on Wednesday, do this Thanksgiving dinner kind of thing." Uh, turned out it was Famous Dave's. Is that hilarious? Whenever we're around, it's Famous Dave's, man. I don't know. So uh, it was Famous Dave's and and some other things. And the Blackhawks had paid for it. That was very kind of them. And and, uh, so we had 30 of us show up. By the way, I heard it was filled by the end of the service. You guys are fast on your phones. Did you know that? Like the second service comes in, I announce it. And they're like, I can't get in, man. During the service, while I'm talking, guys pointing to his phone. Can't get in. (laughs) So, uh nice job, by the way, for getting uh, registered early. And uh, so we had 30 people out there. It was a great time as we uh, just met with people, heard their stories. And our job as Harvest Bible Chapel was to bust the tables, just clean stuff up, throw it away, get drinks for people if they needed it, and just uh, love on them. And uh, great time to do that and uh, hear a little bit of story there. And then they had a few uh, people speak, uh, a few um, politicians that spoke, and it was very intriguing to hear Uh, Their viewpoint on life and uh, one specifically and uh, you know, I I will just say this um, When I hear words like higher power um, I'm pretty convinced they don't know the Lord Jesus Christ Do you know what i'm saying? And and it concerns me uh, When I hear this raised. therefore since we have been justified by faith. We have peace with god through some higher power No, man Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God Almighty. Amen? Yeah. And let me tell you. So, our job is not to judge. Our job is to love. And to share that truth across that we believe there is a higher power. Man is he high. Man is he powerful. By the way we know his name. And his name is Jesus Christ. Alright? And there is salvation in Jesus Christ. There is peace with God through Jesus Christ. We have hope, glorious hope. We have a king who reigns. And through our almighty God, we can know him powerfully and passionately and personally. And uh, question for you uh, Do you have peace with God? Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Are you wrestling through the day-to-days and going, man, it's time for me to set this down. It's time for me to make Jesus Christ my Lord. It's time for me to stop saying there's some general God, little g, but there is the God, capital G, and I know Him as Jesus Christ, Savior and King. Do you know Him as your Lord? Do you have peace with God. There's only one way to have that peace. It's to ask him for relationship through his shed blood on the cross. To be done with sin, turning away from it and heading towards him alone and saying your cross, your work, your blood. That's our hope in Jesus Christ. Live in him. Please live in him. Please respond to the peace that we can have in Jesus Christ, all right? Number two, rejoice in Him. We have access by faith. Rejoice in Him. We have access by faith. Verse number two, through Him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Through Him, that's through our Lord Jesus Christ, through Him we have also obtained access. Yes, we've got this peace with God. Now we also have, what's the word? Access. Access, Access, meaning we can have relationship with him. We can be in his presence. We can be in his glory. Uh, That's a huge privilege. That's a big deal. Everybody say, that's a big deal. It's easy to forget it, right? We're like, yeah, you can pray. What's the big deal? I don't know. I, I don't get it. Well, let's just back the truck up a little bit. Uh, Exodus 19:21. This is Old Testament. This is what it was like before Christ for relationship um, He was talking to Moses about Mount Sinai and he said hey Moses, please keep them down below Lest they break through to the Lord and perish To stand in the presence of God uncovered meant death to stand before the Holy One of Israel, God Almighty, well, that just wasn't doable. And uh, even when Moses did, he had him hiding, in part, from his glory. Lest they break through to the Lord and perish. God, well, seeing him meant certain death. Access. When Paul's like, there is access to the throne room of the king. He's saying, big deal, man. It's a huge deal. And uh, the tabernacle, let's just fast forward a little bit. Uh, In the tabernacle, I don't know if you know this, but at the middle, there's this thing called the Holy of Holies. That's where God's manifest presence existed. He basically allowed his glory to shine in that small space, in the Holy of Holies. Okay, And the tabernacle had outer rooms to it. In the very outermost of the tabernacle, Well, that's where the Gentiles could hang out you and me Like the closest we could get was outer sanctuary. We could like step inside the door and we're like, well, this is as far as I go That's it. It's as close as I can get to the holy of holies There was another room you could pass through and that was for jewish women now they could move ahead of us They'd get into that area and they could hang there a little bit closer to the holy of holies Right, and then there's yet another room, and that's where men, if they had their sins covered, and uh, kind of the lower-level priests, well, they could get to that level, right next to the holy of holies. And then there was the holy of holies, just the high priest, just once a year, making sure he was absolutely covered, first sin covered, standing in good stead before God. And I just wrote this down: Exodus 28:35. What's it like when they go in there to the presence of the holy God of Israel, where when you stand in his presence, you die, if not covered. Well, here was God's plan. Uh, A golden bell and a pomegranate will be around the hem of the robe. Put a bell on them so you know where they are in case they die. You know what I'm saying? This is sort of like... When you have a puppy in your house and you need to know where they exist And so you put a bell on them so as they run around you can hear them As a little ringing of the bell and we didn't do that with our dog, but what a great idea How many times a day are we like where's the dog? Where's the dog? And uh, that's kind of what's going on here They're like they send the the priest in and they're standing outside and you don't hear anything And they're like We should put a bell on them That'd be a great idea, right? And God's working with them. He's like, tie it to the hem of their robe so that as he's moving around, you can hear it clanging and you know, he's still alive in there. And uh, there are some that say they tie a rope to the foot and leave it hanging outside. Uh, Some also say that's actually just a wives tale. I really am not sure uh, if that's true or not, Um, but I will tell you very great caution taken in entering into the Holy of Holies in the old Testament, huge caution taken. Um, So we have a chance to be in the presence of our god It says through him. We have also obtained access by faith by what? Always by faith man. I'm telling you you're gonna keep hearing it by faith by faith by faith Uh, Into this grace into which we stand Access into grace. See here's the beauty He's like you now have access you can enter into the throne room and you're like, thanks a lot Rumor is people die in there, man. And he's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Now his grace will be expressed. Not his holiness and righteousness alone, but now his grace expressed. You have access to the throne room of the king of the universe as he pours on you what you don't deserve, grace, into your life. You have access To him and his grace. As he gives us life. And rich experience. As he gives us hope. And salvation. Into this grace. Into which we stand. Are you hearing it? It is not taken away. It is never removed. It is always guaranteed. Absolutely to be trusted. Permanent. And yours. Grace. Grace poured out on you it says and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of god as we look forward to the time where we're going to be able to stand in the very presence of his glory poured out on us there's a hope of what that means and looks like all right let's be honest really are you hoping for the glory of god How often do we even forget about the glory of God and we just live life every day and we live life for me and for today and for the feelings or for the respect of other people and, hey man, you have been designed to glorify your king. And what's more, you have been designed to never be satisfied except that you're drinking deep of his glory. His glory pouring over you. What does that mean? His perfection, His beauty, His stunning holiness, His absolute uniqueness, and you taking in that, maybe somewhat like a sunset, except nothing like that, right? The moment that you see something, you're like, whoa. Ten billion times better than that. That's what we're talking about can't wait to be in the presence of him and his glory can't wait to be done with this sin can't wait to be done with all that keeps me stumbling and god may it be all about you as we rejoice in the hope of his glory and uh, a couple of illustrations we'll just use some some biblical example isaiah isaiah chapter 6 as he walks into the throne room and it says the basically the train of his robe, of God's robe, just covering, filling the whole place. Angels all about as as they're crying out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And then his voice speaks and thunders through the place. And in that moment, Isaiah becoming completely aware of who God is and completely aware of who he isn't. And he falls to his face. He says, woe is me, for I am undone. I'm telling you, if you've met the glory of God Almighty, if you've gotten to know him even a little bit, you're very aware of your sin. Reality. We become aware of what needs to change in us. And all too often as we become aware of our sin, we start beating ourselves and berating ourselves. Why do I do that? What am I thinking about? And what's up with? Just so you know part of that, part of knowing what's wrong in you and what needs to change in you is actually tasting and seeing that the Lord is good and that this is not, and it needs to go. That's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And uh, Isaiah experienced that. And uh, well, how about Moses? Moses standing in the presence of God and God's like, hey, I'm going to kind of hide you in the crook of this rock and, and you don't want to see the whole of me. In fact, just the back of me or else you're going to be in, right? And so Moses is in the presence of God for days upon days upon days. When he comes down from the mountain, he is beaming forth. When we have been in the presence of God Almighty, you will be transformed. Do you hear me? You will be changed. You will reflect that you've been with him. Maybe it's in your language adjusted. Maybe it's in the fact that you're just smiling all the more. Maybe it's in the fact that there's something in you that's skipping a little bit in a broken world. And people are seeing it and going, dude, what is up with that? And uh, Moses had to put on a veil. It was so bright coming off of him. He had to cover the glory of God beaming back off of him. When you've been in the presence of God, oh, you'll know it. When you've been in the presence of God, the ones next to you will know it. Our job is to have access to him and take full advantage of that. Rejoice in the fact that we can know him. That we can know his glory, that we can be transformed by him, that somehow God in the midst, supernaturally pouring over you and you're literally being transformed. Wow. What a privilege we have to have access to the throne room of the almighty king. You have the same access Moses had. Are you going up to the mountain with your king? Are you spending time alone with... Can you imagine Moses? He's like, well, I know. I could be up here getting the Ten Commandments and being in God's glory and stuff, but I'd just rather hang out with my peeps. I'm just going to be with my people down here and talk and chat. And I I just want to socialize and I'm not going to go up there and... What? Right? How often is that us, though? Where we'd rather talk to a family member or get on the phone or text somebody or... Instead of spending some time alone with your God, and uh, yeah, I really don't know if I get that, Tim. This whole "I can't see him, I can't hear him" thing. And uh, I hear you on that. Here's my request. Know this: you are primarily a spiritual being, currently with a physical body. He is a spiritual being. God is spirit, and he is going to speak spirit to spirit like you would not imagine. I'm calling you to this. Access to the throne room of the Almighty King. You may never have tasted of it before. It's time to spend time with your God. It's time to hear from Him and long for Him and worship Him and thank Him and get sin confessed and get Him in the center. May your God be your everything. Give Him that chance. Hear from Him taste of his grace. And then I just wrote these words down. If you're going four words that you might want to think about as you go, go humbly, willingly, repentantly, expectantly, humbly, willingly, repentantly, expectantly getting right with your God. Can't wait to get there. Have no idea what this is going to be like access to him. Time for us to commit to that with our God. We have peace with him. We have access with him. Number three, long to look like him. Long to look like him. We have reason to rejoice in sufferings. We have reason to rejoice in sufferings. Now, remember, it just ended in the second part here. In second verse, it says, and we rejoice in hope Of the glory of God, right? So we're rejoicing in hope of the glory of God. Get ready. Here we go. More than that. That's said twice in this passage. More than that. We're not just rejoicing in the hope of God's glory. We rejoice in our what? Really? How are you doing with that? We rejoice in our sufferings. And uh, my car got totaled yes. Some of you are actually saying that. You're like, that was easy. I can do that one. And uh, we rejoice when we've lost our home and everything in it. We rejoice when our health is questionable at best. We rejoice because God's hand is at work and he's doing something. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings. Why in the world would we rejoice in our sufferings? What are we, masochists? I love pain. No, not because of that. Knowing that suffering produces endurance. As we go through the tough moments, God's doing something in our soul. He's teaching us to let go of me and my stuff and the things I would depend on. And he's growing me. Uh, In the midst of suffering, he grows endurance endurance and i just wrote this well endurance that's the ability to take discomfort for a prolonged period of time endurance the ability to take discomfort for a prolonged period of time a lot of us can suffer for like two seconds you know what i mean where something hurts or stings or whatever and we're like ow never mind i'm cool now We're like, I could handle that pain, no big deal. Right? But when it goes on on and on and on and on and on and on and on, there's a point where we finally go, What gives, God? Like, what are you doing? It's in that moment you're being purified. He's taking you to the edge. And he's moving you through. He's building endurance in your soul. He's transforming you to be like him. It's his very glory pouring over you that transforms you. And then it says, not just endurance, but then endurance produces character. Character. I wrote character is the person you are when no one is looking. Character. It's the person you are when no one is looking. Your language is the same. Your your things you would look at, things you would be about, things you would want to buy, things you would talk about, they're all, well, that's what you are in private and it's what you are in public, your character, okay? Character is the person you are when no one's looking. And then it says, and character produces hope. And character produces hope. Hope is the excitement of who God is and what he's doing. Hope. The excitement of who God is and what he's doing. And notice what the hope is about. Hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts. Hope does not put us to shame because God's love is taking care of us. Listen, when we put our hope in Jesus Christ, you might have the person next to you at work mock you. They just don't know who he is and they don't get it. But that doesn't matter. Their view is unimportant. It's God's view that matters. Amen? And God's pouring into your soul. His Holy Spirit being the demonstration of His love for you. Did you know that? As you trust in Christ as your Savior, He gives you the Spirit. And John 14 through 16 talks all about the Spirit and the value of having the Spirit with us. And again, how often we don't take advantage of what we have in Him. It says that his love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Gift. Holy Spirit in your life. Man, may we take advantage of relationship time. I'm not even sure what the Holy Spirit does, Tim. All right. Top four ways that he pours out his love through the Spirit. Top four ways he pours out his love through the Spirit. Number one. He seals. Did you know that? It's a guarantee. The Holy Spirit is an absolute promise that if you've trusted in Christ and you now have the Spirit, you're saved! That's what he's saying. Got you covered! He's using the term that they would have used in Rome where they would have made a seal across something, the official seal of the emperor, and it meant, do not mess with. Guaranteed, 100%. He is your seal the covenant promise of eternal life. That's Ephesians 1, 13. Uh, second thing the Holy Spirit it does for us, he guides, uh, he leads, he convicts, he illuminates. He guides, he, he takes us along a path. The Holy Spirit leads, that's uh, John sixteen five through 13. The Holy Spirit in your life, are you listening to the whisper of the Spirit or are you listening to the screams of this world? The spirit has something to say. He's teaching you what to let go of and what to grab onto He's showing you how to live life richly and deeply. Are you ready to live life with the spirit? It will rock your world. I'm telling you, you're like, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not even sure I get this. It sounds sort of metaphysical made up. And uh, then you haven't tasted yet and seen that the Lord is good. My request is right here today. It's time to say, God, I'm listening to you. The Holy Spirit, as he seals, as he guides. Number three, he comforts. He nurtures, he prays on our behalf. Uh, Romans 8, 26. Did you know this? When you are in the midst of your lowest low, it says the Spirit groans for you. The Holy Spirit, he's literally over you. (laughs) You. Arms spread out wide and he's saying Here with this one I'm here with this one And this is what they're going through They don't have the energy or the strength And I will transform This is mine I love them Father God, let's work with them. Spirit for you. Praying over you as you go through your stuff. Groaning in words we cannot understand. Communicating in ways we do not get. That God the Father and God the Holy Spirit does a work in you we could never do. Got it work in us. I'm telling you, we have no clue what the spirit does and we never give him credit man may we so appreciate that even when we don't see or feel it he is groaning on our behalf and walking us through the storms that god might get the greater glory amen he seals he guides he comforts and he transforms His glory changes our very soul. 2 Corinthians 3, 16 through 18. Listen to me. The Spirit does not say to you, why are you doing that? Those are the words of mankind. The Spirit says, now let me change that in you. I want to cover over you and pour over you with my glory and I've got you covered. It is time for us to see victory in that area. No longer does that hold you down here we go. Let go, little one. It's time. It's time for us to go on an adventure of a life change in your soul. Holy Spirit with you, transforming you with his very glory. He seals, he guides, he comforts, he transforms, and he's given to us as a blessing from the Father. Man, may we Drink deep of the access we have. May we love the relationship that we have with our God. He does an amazing work in us. Last week, I was talking to a couple of people here who had lost homes. And uh, do you know, every single one of them I talked to said the same thing. Please be praying for a couple of friends of mine. They don't know Christ. And in this time of loss, we have a chance to share with them. Please be praying that God moves in this moment. Do you hear it? These are people who have lost everything. And their prayer is for another. God does amazing work in our souls. As he walks us through the trials of life. Man, my request is this. As you go through your tough stuff. Whatever God's called you through. As you go through your tough stuff. Know this, your God's got a plan. Your God's praying over you. Your God's working in you. Your God's leading and guiding you. And he loves you with all he's got. We have much in our king. Amen? Simple question. What's your suffering? What is it that's got you stumbling or tripping, scared or concerned? Now hand it over to him and rejoice that he's at work. We have peace with him. We have access to him. We can rejoice in sufferings. And number four, worship and thank him. We have reason to rejoice in his love. Worship and thank him. We have reason to rejoice in his love. Starting in verse 6. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. While we were weak. Are you hearing that? Don't clean yourself up and then come to Christ. As you recognize your need, you're done. Come to him right then and there. While weak, come. In Christ, it says, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. I love that phrase. At the right time. Like Paul had to put that in there, right? Like we'd be like, I don't know, man. I'm not sure that was the right time, right? At the right time, Christ had it covered and everything was set up perfectly so that all things would come together in clarity. At the right time, Christ died for you and for me, the ungodly. And uh, yeah, we live for ourselves and he died for us. It says, for one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You see the perfect of perfect person and you're like, I could sacrifice for him, right? How about the lowest of the low? How about the most rebellious of the rebellious? That's where you and I stand with God. Shaking a fist at him making it all about us as we trample on his glory And christ died for us while we were still sinners Christ died for us while we were still sinners. When did he die for us? While we were still sinners sinners. we had not come to him and said, okay, i'm hearing you god and he's like good I didn't want to waste it So now i'll go ahead and die He died for us while we were in rebellion against him And then he draws us home to him. That's our God. It says, Christ died for us since therefore we have now been justified. You hearing the word again? Man, if you're not familiar with the word justified by the end of Romans, I don't know when you will be. Right? Justified. There's two things that happen when you're justified. Your sin is covered and you are declared legally righteous. Not made righteous yet. He's in that process. That's sanctification. But declared righteous. He has paid for your sin and he has declared of you what he is now going to do in you. That's justification. And here's the greatest news of all. Justified by his blood. Are you hearing it? Not by my works, not by my effort, not by my cleansing or by my getting it right first by his blood. My savior has it covered. This is a God work and nothing else. Are you hearing it? Salvation so rich and free. We have one hope and it's this by his blood. That's our hope in Jesus Christ as we Come to him as we fall at our knees before him, as we pray and cry out for him to forgive us, as we repent and turn away from him. And please hear me, him doing the drawing, him doing the sacrificing, you doing the, okay, you're in charge. And may we never take credit for by his blood. Are you hearing it? By his blood is what we're saved. Jesus Christ alone and His work on the cross. If you're looking for a clear verse of salvation, these past, this passage today is it, man. It doesn't get more clear on how it all works. And then He says, "Much more shall we be saved by Him from the wrath of God." Have you ever heard that phrase, "saved"? I'm saved. You ever heard that? Everybody heard that. Hopefully, you have, right? Saved from what? From God's wrath. That's what it says right after it, right? Saved from his wrath. Remember Romans one eighteen, For the wrath of God is revealed against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. In Romans 3, all of us are ungodly and unrighteous. And so the wrath of God is coming upon us. And then how are we saved? The wrath of God is placed in Christ by his blood. Salvation so rich and free. He says right after it, Much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life. Saved because of Jesus Christ and all he's done for us. And then I love this phrase. More than that, remember this is the second time we're seeing it. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have now received reconciliation. Another big word. Reconciliation. Relationship Restored you god peace relationship restored by his blood man we can have peace with god we can have access to his throne room we have Purpose in the midst of suffering we have the holy spirit as a love gift to us and we have salvation so rich and free on the cross christ in his shed blood no other hope there is not some vague higher power there is one god his name is jesus christ and he is lord of the universe may we worship him with all we've got may we praise him with all we have we have one job Rejoice in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. That's what it's all about. Simple question. Where are you with Jesus Christ? And where are you with access to him? Are you living a faith with him, so rich and free? Listen to me, saved. I don't even know how to be saved, Tim. I don't know what that means and All too often, people would say, we have to have faith. Hey, that's not wrong biblically. We've seen that today, right? Just be careful that you define what that means correctly. This is not what it means. I believe there's some God out there, and I guess he's willing to release me of my debt. Great. Do whatever you want to do, God. That is not saving faith. The demons believe that, and they tremble because they recognize there's no salvation for them. What is our hope? That in a personal relationship where he is declared Lord in your life, where you follow him, where you're done with sin and run with him, where you let him have his way with you in the midst of your struggles, where your God is in control of your life. Romans 10, that if we believe that God has raised him from the dead, power, and we declare him and confess him Lord, in my life authority that's saved you will be saved power and authority as you trust in jesus christ with all you've got simple question have you done that today or before have you trusted in him in some way where you are following him and calling him savior and maybe you're sitting here today right now and you're like, this is the first time I'm kind of hearing this or processing this and I'm, and I'm not even sure what to do with it. We're going to take some time right now and make sure we get that clear, all right? So let's do this. Let's just bow our heads. And I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up. And let's just get some things right with God. Man, if you've trusted Christ as your Savior already, Awesome please do me a favor just right now, be praying in this space and place that God would move, that veils would be torn off. Just be praying that, all right? If you have not trusted Christ as your Savior, if you don't know what this means or you've never stepped out and done it, now is the time. Right here, right now. just put a stake in the ground and say, Lord, by your blood, Lord, by faith, I'm trusting in you. Please forgive me and replace what I owe. I long for you to be honored like you deserve. If you want to do that right now, please just commit to him. There's no greater way to do a start of that than just tell them through a prayer. Hear me. There is no prayer that saves specifically. It is a commitment of faith that follows through, right? God doing a work in our lives. But a prayer is a great way to say, Lord, I'm committing to you. Just let him know. Maybe you're like, I don't even know what to pray. So I'm just going to pray a prayer out loud here. You can pray quietly after me right where you are. Today's the day for Jesus to become your God. Please pray this prayer. Just quietly where you are. Dear Heavenly Father. I hear you. I know that you're the almighty king of the universe. I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. I confess that he is God. Please forgive me of my sin and how I made it all about me. I'm ready to follow you. Lord, please use your shed blood by his blood and forgive me. I love you, Lord. And I worship you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Just keep your heads bowed. Man, if you prayed that prayer today, I just want to pray for you. I want to lift you up. Maybe you've prayed that prayer just in the last couple weeks. I know we've had several people who have accepted Christ just in the last several weeks. And maybe today's a day just to say, I'm in with Christ. Can you just raise your hand and let me know so I can pray for you. Just raise your hand and let me know that you're committing to Christ. Amen. I see that. Amen. Just let me know if you've prayed that prayer. If you said, Lord, I'm committing to you. I want to pray for you. Yeah. Amen. See that. Amen. 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 See ya. Where are you at with Jesus Christ? Do not let this time go. It's time to have peace with him, access to him, purpose in the sufferings, loving him for all that he's done for you. Trust in him now, will you? Man, I see that hand. Anybody else? You want to move on? You have trusted Christ as your Savior today or before. Let's just take a moment now and worship Him with all we've got. Praise Him for who He is. Our saving God who gives us peace and hope and access and purpose in the sufferings. Worship Him now as you pray to Him. God, we are humbled. Lord, forgive us for the stuff we need to let go of. We come expectantly. You are a God of promise and you are doing a mighty work. And we trust in you and we long for your hand to move in this place. You are awesome. And it is by your blood that we have hope. We have Jesus Christ and there is nothing greater. You are our king. You are awesome. And we worship you, Lord, as our savior and God. It's in your mighty name I pray these things and all of God's people said, amen. Amen.